Hey everybody, this is Brandon Ellis with Elitech and the Industrial Automation It Doesn't Have To podcast. And with me is our marketing manager, Miss Beth Elliott. Well, hello, Brandon. How are you? Good looks and check this out. You ready? <laughs> oh, nice. Got a new sound, huh? We've got a new sound. So oh, more sound, more more fun. Yeah. We need some laughter. We we're at the time of this recording. We're coming Texas, Louisiana. All those folks, the Midwest, are just coming out of this man alive polar vortex freeze. My goodness, horrible thing. So our thoughts and prayers are out with those guys. So guys, hang in there. Uh, you're thawing out as we record this this session. Good things are coming. So keep your heads up. And spring uh, is around the corner. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. They've been through it down there. So. But today, we have some exciting stuff going on, so Beth, take us there. All right. We're super excited today. We have a special guest, and uh, before we get into what, who our guest is, I'm going to, the topic today is industrial automation. It doesn't have to be last, and that goes with our special guest is Morgan Everett. He's the lead mentor with Red Nation Robotics, and they are at Halls High School, a local high school here in Knoxville, Tennessee. And we want to say a big congratulations to the Red Nation Robotics teams for winning the Little Rock Regionals last year. So, Red Nation Robotics. All right. So without further ado, uh, Morgan, why don't you uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background, and how long you've been volunteering with FIRST. Robotics. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my name is Morgan Everett. I'm an engineering teacher at Halls High School. I've been teaching here at the high school for 14 years. So Red Nation Robotics Team 4576, FRC team with First Robotics, we have been up and running at Halls High School for nine years now. This is our ninth season. We started in uh, the 2013 season. And so me, my background, my background is not related to uh, industrial automation or robotics at all. Uh, I got into teaching engineering sort of accidentally and have picked up uh, tools of the trade along the way. For a number of years, I participated in TSA, which was Technology Student Association. And they began adding a robotics competition to that. And some students I was working with were really excited about getting into it. And sort of out of the blue, was approached by some science teachers here that had heard about FIRST Robotics and wanted to get started. And I, I tried to talk them out of it. I said, guys, this is way too much work. I've talked to colleagues that have done it. And they assured me they were down to help. And uh, the rest has kind of been history. So so what did, what did you do before you were a teacher? Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> glad you said, yeah. yeah, so what did I do before I was a teacher? So I worked in chemical engineering. I worked in Rome and, at Rome and Haas here in Knoxville. And I've got to be perfectly honest with you. I found myself really interested in my job for the first several years, particularly when I was learning. And a combination of of kind of boredom with that and not really learning and advancing the way I wanted to, I sought out teaching. And I haven't worked a day since. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's in that I love what I do. That's fantastic. Not work. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's really um, that's really pretty awesome. I mean. You know, for the people that are listening, a lot of us are engineers and chemical engineers. First of all, that speaks well of he he can say I'm not really, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he's a sharp guy. Uh, Number two, though, he's really found his passion in teaching. And for many of us, 
once we have that piece of paper, like it or not, whether you're an engineer or not, it's very difficult to make a decision to choose against what you just, you know, set as your career path to something else. And then especially, unfortunately, there's a pay cut most likely between chemical engineering and and being a teacher. Whether you agree with that or not, which I largely don't, uh, that's that's the reality of it. But but that's that's what I admire about Morgan is that he chose his passion and I think you would say happiness, like he said he hasn't worked a day since, by not sticking with his piece of paper. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Morgan, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about what FIRST Robotics is? Uh, Absolutely. So just a a quick history lesson on FIRST Robotics. FIRST Robotics was founded by a guy named Dean Kamen. Most folks know Dean. Um, He's invented uh, lots of technology that has helped and advanced the world from the micro chemotherapy delivery pump that he developed for his brother, who was a neonatal oncologist. Technology from that has actually spun off into the freestyle, the Coca-Cola freestyle machine, where you can pick, you know, like a hundred and something different flavors from one machine. That uses his technology. He he's the inventor of the Segway, and and I'm, I'm leaving out numerous more important contributions to society. But uh, one of the things that uh, Dean set out with, along with his co-founder Woody Flowers, 30 years ago, was to transform our culture by creating a world where science and technology are celebrated and where young people dream of becoming science and technology leaders. And so what they really, really wanted to do was to sort of teach kids to idolize uh, not just movie stars and rock stars and artists, but also the people that really are behind the scenes making our world what it is and developing tomorrow. And so he has, uh, Dean has always pulled in folks from film and art and music uh, just, you know, to show that the two can can exist hand in hand. And as a matter of fact, when they started this robotics program, they called it FIRST, which stands for for Inspiration and Recognition of Science and Technology. Another, and, another acronym. Acronym. Yeah, we... <laughs> FIRST. <laughs> so, yeah, FIRST is an acronym. And we throw around some others like FRC. First actually has, uh, they've developed now, uh, let's see, five levels of competition. And FRC, which is First Robotics Competition, is the flagship portion of their competition designed for grades 9 through 12. Uh, They also offer a tech challenge for grades 7 through 12, Lego League, Mm -hmm. uh, what they call it. They've changed that to Lego Challenge now for grades 4 through 8, Lego Explorer for grades 2 through 4, and Lego Explorer and Discoverer for pre-K through first grade. So this, this vision that, that started 30 years ago is getting kids to, to idolize uh, science and technology uh, artisans and leaders has, has expanded and grown really, really big. Um, there, it is a global organization with almost 700,000 students involved worldwide. My goodness. And yeah, it's, it, is, it is massive. And it's, you know, our hope as parts of FIRST or to make to make our, our vision and, and our ideas uh, pervasive in the world. So that kind of hit a good background lesson. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, so what I heard was that point of FIRST Robotics was to cause the kids to maybe idolize us engineers like they do the movie stars, and we need all the help that we can get us, us nerds. Yeah. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and we, I would Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I would probably be remiss 
to uh, not mention, I forgot to mention uh, the late Dr. Woody Flowers, who was the co-founder. So Dr. Woody Flowers was also a, a co-founder of First Robotics along with Dean Kamen, a professor of mechanical engineering at MIT. And he coined two phrases that also permeate our culture. And one is gracious professionalism. And this is the idea that while we may be competing, we are on the same team as the human race. And we can benefit from our own competition by helping one another and lifting one another up rather than trying to defeat someone in a downtrodden state. And so that has led to this word that they have coined, cooperation. And most of our competitions, you will see cooperation embodied in that uh, you know, if there's a team that shows up and maybe they're a new team or a team that's met with some hardship and they show up at a competition and they don't have a ready-to-go to robot, you're going to find that the teams at that competition are going to do everything they can to help them, you know, do this last-ditch effort to bring the best they have to the competition because it it is about working together and it's about uh you know, I don't want to say this is not everybody gets a trophy because obviously there there are winners and losers. But along the way, we learn to give uh, you know a hand up to those that we're competing against rather than trying to defeat them or take advantage of some weakness. And I think that you know that follows really the core values of first. Well, I know it derives from from STEM. So STEM, yeah. another acronym: science, technology, engineering, and math. And of course. Uh, specifically Red Nation Robotics, but the, the first robotics uh, uh, group here locally is, is is near and dear to the hearts of us here at Elitech. Uh, we're a sponsor of, of uh, Mr. Everett and, uh, and his group. And I have, I've gotten been privileged enough to be allowed over in the first, the Hall's first ro- robotics lab last year and, and a bit this year, it's been a little bit different this year, but uh, those kids are extremely impressive what they I'm an electrical guy and and so watching what they're doing from the mechanical side of things is really impressive and a lot of the things that they pull together and and I really appreciate that you know when I was talking to had the chance to talk to some of them more you know I was saying you know where did you come up with this idea this is a great idea this this little uh you know linkage here or, or things of that nature they were quick to say you know we got that from another we we got that uh we're given that idea from another team uh if that was the case and so that's that work together attitude that that they wanted to make sure that not only they help other people but that they that they let us know he they wanted to let let me know that that this was someone else's idea that they were privileged to have. So it's a really good, uh, it's a good program in a lot of ways, I think. Yeah, absolutely. You already talked about what, why FIRST was created. Do you want to go into uh, who Red Nation Robotics is? Yeah, so absolutely. I probably should have opened up with this in the beginning. <laughs> I'm honestly, I just, I get so excited when I talk about FIRST and, and the values of FIRST that, uh, that I kind of outpump my coverage and uh, so I really should have started by saying thank you, guys. We are really, really honored that you would let us be part of your podcast. We're very thankful that you are one of our many sponsors um, who pour time and effort into what we do. As a matter of fact, we are almost wholly funded by sponsors like you. And so thank you again there. So who is who is Red Nation Robotics? So um, we've mentioned Halls High School many times, and I teach at Halls, and the, the team is based out of Halls. 
uh, Hulse High School. But um, I would like to point out that we, our team is open uh, sort of to the community. Um, really, the only rule we have is, is if you go to a public school and your public school has a, an FRC team, you need to be part of that team. We're not here to rob talent from anyone. We don't feel like that that fits the model of gracious professionalism. But we do open our doors to currently Gibbs and Powell. Uh, they don't have teams, and so we've welcomed some of their students onto our team. And we hope one day to uh, see them grow their own teams. And um, we've also, uh, throughout the years, had some, some homeschool students join us. And it's been, uh, that's a really neat part because it's, uh, you know, it's not just about uh, first with them. It's, uh, it's, you know, social and interactions and friendships and, and things that they make there as well. And so we were founded, like I said, in uh, the 2013 uh, robotics season. And we have been represented at uh, world championships uh, for four of the nine years that we've been a team. This year, technically, uh, judging and things have not finished. So who knows? We, we may see uh, a return this year. But uh, again, I was one of the founding mentors along with uh, two science teachers. And we've gone and grown and just you know happy to be where we're at. So let me ask you this. Within... Well, first of all, I think it can. It's I can make the general statement. Disagree with me, of course, if you would like. Many of our guests have that when I we're talking about Red Nation Robotics and how it's structured, that largely would exemplify how most of the other first robotics groups and and schools with throughout the throughout the globe are are structured. But how what's what's it look like when you have? I know you have team members, you have sub teams. What's what's that? kind of org chart look like and, and what, sure. what does that do? Sure. So we actually, uh, and this is true, uh, you, you hit the nail on the head. This is going to be a general model for most uh, FIRST Robotics teams uh, around the globe. We are a small enterprise. Um, not every FIRST team is associated with a public or private school. Some exist sort of standalone. But uh, either way, you have to be an enterprise in this. And when I say an enterprise, we don't just design robots and compete. We have uh, a technical and non-technical side of our team. So what you would expect on the technical side, we have programmers who are uh, working with our design and build team to design, build, and make work these uh, electromechanical machines. But we also have our non-technical side, and that is our business team and our media team. And we have to, we have to, as a, as a first robotics team, we have a brand. We get that out there. We want to be recognized. You know, it's nice when people go, oh, yeah, I remember competing with them before. They're the team that does this thing or they're the team that, you know, this is their uniform. So we, we build that brand uh, and brand recognition. Our business team works tirelessly year round. Our budgets, I don't know if you want to get into that on the air, but we have uh, a massive budget. We're very thankful that Knox County Schools helps with that, but it's unfortunately less than ten percent of our budget comes from the school system. Wow. So, yeah, it's You've it's got a absolutely lot to make up. <laughs> yeah, we do, we do, and and the great part is, guys, one of the things I want to say that I'm really proud about with with this team that we have is, you know, First Robotics applauds and encourages people, folks from from industry to come in and work with the team, but we have always been a team where those folks are very hands-off. We teach the students, show them, you know, where to go, but we don't tell them, you know, we say, look over here, but not this is how you do it. And, um, you know, so that's one of the things that we've really, really prided ourselves in 
is, you know, yes, we mentor the students, but at the same time, we encourage them to grow the way they want to grow and pursue, you know, their passions. Well, um, that, as well. That, that's something I'd like to expand upon and, and certainly uh, um, spotlight. You know, I've made the statement to you multiple times, Morgan, as far as mentorship, that I feel like that I'm a little, um, when I go over there, I'm a little inept when it comes to some of the, some of those kids and what they know. Because again, there's on the engineering portion of it, there's there's a lot of mechanical kind of things going on there but i do think that and so anybody listening listening to this that's thinking about becoming a mentor don't think that that means you have to have all the goods because a lot of the time just me saying explain this to me why where did you come up with this idea why did what and whether i know the answer or not why do you why did that work better than the other idea i think that kind of stuff just helps them develop their own perspectives and ideas. And so I would encourage anybody that has the opportunity to mentor, if you're on the fence, you know, give it a shot. It's not a, it's not an intimidating thing. The kids don't make fun of us old folks too much when when (laughs) we don't know the answer, Uh, but we don't have to know the answer. The other thing that I was extremely uh, impressed with was the non-engineering, the business side, the, the marketing side, the you know, we talked about Kanban boards and Kaizen processes and things of that nature that you are using. Uh, it just, it's, it's really neat. We've, I mean, website development for the marketing and the brand building. I mean, there's so many things. The fact that it's an enterprise and not just a, a bunch of engineers building stuff is really what I think a lot of people probably miss. Yeah, absolutely. That, like I said, it's, it's, it is so much more than robots and. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a huge uh, segue into. Yeah. What is the value of first? <laughs> yeah, what, what is the value of first? So first is, uh, and that's, that's, that's another uh, uh, slogan or motto that you'll see thrown around is more, more than just robots. And, and it goes, it goes beyond more than just robots and more than just a robotics team or an, you know, a, a student run enterprise. And, uh, People, I, I know I'm biased. I, I know I am because I've done this for almost a decade now. But as an educator, I'm a parent myself. As an educator, as a citizen, First Robotics, it just has it all. It really does. I have not seen, and I'm not downplaying athletics or any other organizations that, that school-age children are involved in, but I have yet to see an organization that brings so much to the table for students this is a real-world opportunity for students to learn real-world problem-solving. I mean, you may not be fully aware of this, but some of the biggest problems we have on our team is not creating a robot in six weeks. So, and well, that's saying a lot. Yeah. You know, to, to turn to design, build, prototype, test, program, to deliver a robot in six weeks' time would be a challenge for somebody that had been in the field for 30 years. That's not our biggest challenge. <laughs> our biggest challenge are some of the soft skills like communication and planning. And, you know, we, we continue to make improvements and the students are learning about this at, you know, at what I would call a key developmental point in their life. And, you know, even, even when mistakes are made, they're learning, hey, mistakes happen. We're going to look for a way to correct this. We're going to try it out and see what happens. And, you know, that plus all of the enterprise experience, the the project management, the problem solving, 
the the late nights, the extra effort, you know, having something that's on your mind around the clock, you know, that's all great. But at the same time, these students are learning, you know, to work together, to problem solve and to do really all the stuff that only experience really can teach. You know, you can't sit in a classroom and tell somebody how to get along with, with somebody from a different background or a different culture or with conflicting ideas. Um, it really is the experience uh, that teaches that. Yeah. And, you know, guys, for that reason, uh, and, and this is not, I, I, I bring this up a lot, not because I want somebody necessarily to do something about it, but what I do, the hundreds of hours that I pour into this, the time I spend away from my family, which is a lot, I do this for free. You know, Knox County and the state of Tennessee don't structure. This is not football. I don't earn a stipend for what I do. You know, I, um, at times I felt like I've barely earned respect for what I do, but it is my passion for the results of this program that drive me to do what I do. I mean, it's, you know, the just... I can't say enough about how good first is for, and I'm going to be honest, guys, it's not just the students, it's the parents, the mm -hmm. mentors, we all learn from each other. And I, and again, I don't want to sound like I'm tooting my own horn, but the number of times I've had a parent say, thank you. My student did not care about school. They didn't want to go, but they came and tried out this robotics thing. And now because of, you know, we, we hold our students to high standards. You know, my student is interested in coming to school. They're wanting to learn more so they can contribute more to the, to the first team. Uh, it just, the effect snowballs. It, it's the growth is exponential that I see in my students from the time they show up, whether they show up as a senior and they're with us one year. Uh, we occasionally have some junior members that'll have an older brother or sister on the team that'll show up, uh, you know, early as an eighth grader and watch and get involved without regard to how much time a student spends with first, the growth is measurable uh, and it's obvious. You yeah. don't have to use some formal scale to say, well, this student has, has grown based on some test score. I can watch a student grow in their ability to, to talk to adults, their ability to have, you know, because we have uh, sponsors like you all the time that'll come in and, and, and talk to the kids. And I, I'm sure you notice. These kids, because of the way FIRST uh, uh, puts you kind of out there, they don't have a problem telling you about what they're doing, you know. And, and many of them came in, and they were too shy to even speak to me. Oh. And, you know, they're just they're used to talking to, to strangers and, you know, with just letting the passion bleed, kind of like I can't shut my mouth right now. <laughs> um, I, feel like, I feel like Tom Cruise on Oprah. Um, <laughs> um, it's just, it's so exciting to talk about. You know, it gives all the good feel. Well, you're, you're exactly right. And, and, and I'll, I'll echo that point. Going and, and talking with, with the, the kids over there uh, is, is a pleasure. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm old enough that I'm not cool anymore. I've, I've not been cool for a couple of years now uh, with that age group. But over there, you know, I could ask them a question and they would respond. And I'll tell you this from an employer standpoint, that being able to, to deal with, like you said, to, to not be the person in the room that everybody agrees with all the time or your ideas being challenged by someone else or, or just understanding how to fit into, you know, 
kind of, I don't want to generalize, but kind of be the cog, uh, you're, 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 you're the particular cog in a machine, but you have to live mm-hmm. with all the other cogs in the machine. Uh, those mm-hmm. types of interactions and whatnot, that that's worth its weight in gold, in my opinion, uh, as an employer. And so anything we can do, of course, you know that I'm passionate about development of our our, our kids as they're coming out of high school and college and and even those that don't go to college that's where my uh, even more of a soft spot I've got uh, for for those that are meant to be uh, you know on the on the more hands-on side and not so much into the computer side at least as far as design and theoretical type things uh, that us engineers and and scientists get into that you know we, you got to have both and you got to have those those skills to do that and so so what's the situation now? So we've just come through 2020, yeah, 2020, and 2021 yeah. hasn't started off great, uh, especially if you're in, in, in the Midwest or Texas, Louisiana. Uh, it's not been too good. Uh, but, uh, but as far as FIRST is concerned, how have you all – I know last year you won, uh, you won the Little Rock Regionals, and then, and then that was kind of it all of a sudden, right, in 2020? Yeah, so um, we uh, we were in uh, Arkansas uh, oh almost this time last year. It was uh, it was in March uh, around March the sixth, I think. And you know we had come off a really really tough year with a lot of like I said, a lot of our issues are not building a robot in six weeks. They're they're working together and and you know solving those those soft challenges, soft skill challenges. We had come off that and we had really learned. And our team was evolving and working in new ways, and it showed. We went to a competition in, in Little Rock, Arkansas. There's a team there that that we look forward to competing against every year. Team 16 Bomb Squad. They've been around. That team's been around since like year one or two mm. uh, with FRC. And you know they're always sort of like the, a gold standard for us to uh, to compete with and against. We get there, and you know we're we've just developed a, a good product and you know, even, even the shortcomings of the products, the kids are aware of them and we're able to troubleshoot and do things like that when we're there. But, you know, getting back to, you know, what did 20, what did 2020 do to us? Well, well, we ended up competing with team 16 bomb squad and um, winning the, winning the competition there in head to head play and uh, it's super exciting, Brandon. This is going to be the first time that students, um, you know, even though we've been represented at World several times, this would be the first time that I had students. My seniors would have gotten to have gone to two World Championships, oh. and that was uh, that was such a letdown. You know, to watch watch these young folks do such a great job, have such a great comeback. Our our 2019 season. Um, was wrought with with failure and you know just to see these guys overcome all that and you know get the get, kind of get the proverbially get the the rug yanked out yeah. from under them uh you know world again pales in comparison to those who've lost their lives and the sure. family struggles with covid i don't want anybody to think i'm uh trying to downplay that but you know seeing these young young folks um do so well and then our competition here in knoxville was slated two weeks after the little rock competition that got canceled almost as soon as we got back and then you know worlds would fall to closures as well and uh, you know we, we just the fallout continued from there so what about 2021 now so well so yeah let's uh 
continuing with that, uh, one of one of the issues that 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 we ran into is uh, for us, first robotics is year round. We work we work in the off season to continue developing um, our wheelhouse and toolbox of of tricks uh, programmatically and designed and mechanically. Our business and media teams are continuing to do their thing year round, and you know we got shut down. We weren't allowed to meet and. And Beth, you may have to edit this part out for me because one thing that I am is pretty transparent. And I was very disappointed. Uh, the school system allowed athletics to come back uh, in limited capacity and outright told us, no, you can't do it. Um, and so, you know, unfortunately, public school becomes public sports in the South sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, we, we felt, we felt that and, fought that for quite some time mm-hmm. and uh, with, with with surprisingly little support honestly mm-hmm. um but but we we ended up we ended up back in the lab we you know we we worked virtually okay. um as best we could in that time um it's really hard when you work hands-on to to have to to work from the living room um but but we did what we could we um so do they you know, take I don't, oh i don't mean to interrupt go ahead. no 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 please ask <laughs> So do do uh, the members take pieces and and build them at their in their living rooms and then? Yeah, so um, <laughs> we we, <laughs> we we did. Uh, I, I'm afraid to answer that question for uh, legal purposes, oh. but uh, um, let's just say that if students <laughs> if students wanted to uh, to get some some mechanical stuff together on their own and work, they they could and they would and and their passion. Uh, for first robotics certainly wouldn't stop them even in the face of a pandemic. <laughs> so I say that kind of tongue in cheek. <laughs> yes. Um, some students were continuing to try and get materials as they could. And, you know, in, in the absence of our, our fabrication shop and stuff like that and, and work. Um, and then, you know, obviously we, we, we did some, uh, virtual meetings and things like that. And we were very fortunate. We did finally get to come back in person. Uh, the oh. very last week of, of July. And, you know, there are teams in Knoxville that still haven't been able to meet in person. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, so maybe under some some more uh, conservative safeguards, um, they haven't been able to meet in person. And I will say that, in all honesty, as much as I say, man, I, I hate that we didn't get to come back sooner, sooner you know, it still wasn't normal. Um, you know, we were, were dealing with, you know, what we've all gotten used to now with COVID, but was it was still kind of new to us back then with social distancing and mask wearing, you know, and we still weren't at the point with COVID where, uh, you know, now I feel like we kind of know that it's, it's uh, contact spreading isn't really much of a thing in this area. Um, you know, so we were sanitizing surfaces and really changing the way things were done. And if we fast forward now to, to 2021, we're still feeling some repercussions. So we are getting to meet in our lab. And one of the things that we've always done in our meetings is we, we typically meet from right after school until 7.30, 8.30 at night. And, you know, during that time, we've offered tutoring for our students. Parents have, uh, have signed up uh, to, to cook meals and bring them in. Local companies, I really want to give a huge shout out to my friends at Hall's Deli. They provided uh, one to two meals a week for us last year in our build season. And, um, 
you know, just, I love those guys to death for that because, you know, that, that's something they couldn't provide anything mechanically or financially for the team or, or mentorship, but they knew they could feed us and they stepped up and did that. Um, and that's one thing. Yeah, go ahead. I like Hall's Deli. Yeah. Um, I love Hall's Deli. Yeah. So, (laughs) and, uh, so one of the things we've had to do this year is we had to, had to realize that look, breaking bread together, as much as it builds the family atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's one thing I haven't really stressed yet. Our team's like a family, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I don't want to come across as a weirdo, but man, I love these kids. They're, they're like nieces or nephews, you know, to me. And, you know, it's one of the things I always tell their parents. I'm going to take care of your kids like they were my own. You know, I'm not going to put them in, you know, physical harm's way. This is, you know, a, a thing we, we do. And uh, I really, we've really missed that this year. We've uh, terminated our meetings at, uh, at six, uh, 630 this year in order to not have that close unmasked contact, you know, because you can't really eat through a mask. Yeah. So we've eliminated that. And, you know, that's forced the students to have to carry on uh, some things virtually. Uh, into those hours after dinner that that normally we would have done in person, and then probably the biggest the biggest felt repercussion is we still can't compete in person. Um, First Robotics did a great job of responding to the pandemic as a robotics competition, and they said, "Hey, we're going to develop challenges and things that you guys can do and be judged on from home, and we're going to keep open in the back of our minds that you know if 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 the the pandemic begins to dwindle if if vaccines are highly effective maybe this coming summer we can have some officially sanctioned uh you know head-to-head competitions and um unfortunately um while they were optimistic about that the reality of the matter is um it became apparent that we couldn't do that Mm -hmm. so that's all been kind of canceled um there will be no officially sanctioned uh, head-to-head competition in 2021. So as a team, we are preparing. Um, they introduced two new challenges this year. One was a game design challenge. So we have a, a subsection of our team that's working to develop and write the rules and develop game pieces and play for an FRC game. And that's been really neat to see the kids get involved in that. Is it like a video and, game and, or uh, no, 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 what no, kind like of the, what kind so, of game? So like the kind of game that we play, you know, we call what we do a game. Oh. Uh, our robot has to come, has to complete tasks oh, in a right. competition, right? Yeah. And so, um, that game, uh, that element of it, um, every team that, that, that is registered and competing in the game design this year is developing their own, their own first game and, you know, for FRC teams. And it's going to be really interesting because, I mean, my team blew me away. Um, not that I don't have the highest expectations for my students, but what they put together was beyond my, so far beyond my own imagination that, I mean, it, it's just, it's awesome. Yeah, and I saw, I'm sure I, I saw some of it when I was over there, just yeah. some of the stuff that they were getting into with the drive systems and everything like that. Yeah. Are yeah. those on YouTube? Uh, so it's not, it's not going to be up just yet. People okay. may have published some of their stuff. Um, but we turn all that in for judging and schedule our interviewing next Thursday. Oh. And so as soon as that's done, um, I'm sure that we will, will release um, our game out there. Um, and I don't know if first is going to host those in a repository some way, but uh, they kind of had made promises that, Hey, we're going to do our best to take some of these top ideas and work them in, uh, in years to come. And so I think that's amazing. Well, at the um, time, what, 
at the time that this this podcast drops, you will have already done that. So yeah, um, yeah, I apologize. I forget about that. No, no, that's good. That's good. That so so what we should do is what I challenge you with is if those are available, Beth, we we could add them to the to the comments section so that those links are there so they can see. Them. Yeah. I'll tell you what it 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 really is. I'm glad I'm not the only one that was blown away with what what's over there when Morgan was shot, because uh, um, it they're they're just a, they're they're a sharp bunch of kids and 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 they're just one team. I mean, uh, it's just a really exciting program. So the the damages of COVID. I've got one question that I'm kind of interjecting here. So I remember going this. off script. Yeah, I'm going. I want to freestyle <laughs> wait, here. Wait. Freestyle. That's right. Freestyle. So. Um, <laughs> So, so Morgan, when you, you have students that go through and then they graduate high school, so they do their senior year and, and then they graduate and move, move on to bigger and better things. But sure. do they typically, do you see them come back uh, as, as, I guess, mentors after to, to help the, because they know, they know a lot of the kids that are already there. Are they able to come back and, and, and work, you know, kind of be a mentor at that point? Absolutely. Absolutely. That is one of the great things about FIRST. You know, FIRST, we, we haven't talked about this yet, but FIRST is is almost completely volunteer run. And, you know, that's from volunteers uh, for, you know, mentoring with with individual teams all the way up to, to volunteering to judge at competition and things like that um, and, and help set up competitions. But we've been really blessed. Um, a lot of we have good engineering schools in the area and not all of our students go on to be engineers. I have students that are in law school, students that are in vet school, you know, students that have gone straight into the workplace, you know, but, you know, with, with what we have locally, a lot of these, the, my students that have stayed local have come back and helped. And, you know, it, that's a rough time to volunteer. Um, I can remember being their age and, and I, I, you know, especially being in college or first out of college, uh, not having a lick of free time. And, yeah. you know, I watch these kids, they, they work it into their schedule to come back and help because, you know, they're self-aware. They're aware of what the team did for them. They're aware that they were taught by, you know, not just the adult mentors, but the alumni mentors that were there for them, you know, with the exception of our very first year's team. And, and they do graciously give back. And I have students that are, are giving back a couple places across the nation, you know, that have, have moved away from Knoxville and they have found first teams to get involved with where they're at. So yeah, it's, it's it's amazing. Well, when I was there, one of the first visits that I had to to your old lair last uh, uh, last I like year, that lair. <laughs> um, the uh, there was a there was a in my mind a student there, and I was talking to him. I'm I'm sorry, I don't remember his name, but I was talking to him for a while, and we just talked, talked, talked. And then I'm like, so what year are you? And he's like, oh, I graduated, you know, last year, the year before, or something, a couple of years ago. I'm just yeah. I'm just back here, and but you know he knew everybody. Everybody knew him, of course, and so mm-hmm. uh, it, it truly is like you said. It's a family. It, it's a it's it a is. family. So it that is, said, R and R. Well, yeah. not just R and R, but yeah, probably because uh, and and just we make this uh, our podcast goes out globally. But Halls High School is not in Halls, Tennessee. 
Uh, it's in Halls Fountain City, or basically Knoxville, Tennessee, Eastern Tennessee. There's a Halls Tennessee and West Tennessee, but that is East Tennessee is where we're based out of in Knoxville, and so um, uh, Halls High School is certainly uh, actually in our backyard from our from our our offices here. But what can we, the businesses, the the individuals, the citizens, the various and sundry folks that are right here in this community in the East Tennessee region, and then you know. This, this, of course, includes other folks that are in areas with, with uh, high schools that have their own FIRST programs. Uh, again, I think it's going to be similar, but what kind of things can we do to help you all, especially considering the ramifications of this pandemic and all the changes? Sure, absolutely. So um, it's going to be a gamut of things. And one of the first things I would say, and don't stop listening here, don't t- don't t- TLDR this if you're tuning into the podcast, but if you go to uh, First Inspires, and, and I'm sure that Beth will put that uh, in the in the comment section or, or somewhere uh, where folks can follow it very easily, they have a get involved button. <laughs> and it will hook you, if you don't know where First is going on, it will show you first near you and, and you can find someone to get involved with. So how can you get involved? You know, I'll start out uh, on the big, probably the larger scope, and then I'll refine down to the most probably intimate way to be involved. One thing that I would say to anybody that is is looking to give to workforce development, unfortunately, like I said, we have to earn greater than 10% of our own budget. And so if you have a business that, and I'm not saying your business has to necessarily donate money. You know, you guys have been great to support us in uh, multiple ways. Uh, you know, Elitech has, you know, whether it was time or materials or machining, you know, not, we're really fortunate at Halls. We've been around for a minute. We've raised uh, quite a bit of money. You know, we have quite a bit of fabrication capability in our own lab. But, you know, it, it, if, if you're a, a machining company, you know, offering some, some time uh, to uh, turn out some of the designs the students have made for them, you know, that's one way to get involved. So these kind of like in-kind and service donations, monetary donations, um, I hate to talk about it, but unfortunately, the world runs on money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you get a solicitation from a first team, just think about it. Uh, give it, give it a second thought. And I know these times of COVID are, are, are tough. And, you know, we've seen that as a team, you know, through uh, seeking our, our regular sponsorship and, and our, and our uh, fundraising drives and things, you know, we've seen, we know it's a lean year and everybody is operating uh, in, in, in a more lean capacity uh, with giving. And, you know, maybe it's because uh, larger companies, maybe they're they're they've redirected their giving to the, to the pandemic efforts rather than, uh, you know, something like first and, and, totally understandable. But, you know, one of the things that I try to try to really teach my students is, you know, if you get somebody that donates, and I'm going to throw out a massive number here, somebody that donates $10,000 to the team, I'll probably get their name tattooed on my cheek if you want me to advertise <laughs> for you. Um, <laughs> but, Hold on, we got it. We got it. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, the Alatech logo might look good on my face. That's right. But, I'll think about but in that. All, in all seriousness, uh, you know, we ask every one of our students to get involved in networking. You know, it's all about networking. And yes, we say, hey, we want you to bring in, we want you to do your best to bring in $50, you know, $50 to the team. And it's okay if it's 10 sets of $5 donations. And so what I would say to a business or an individual that has the capability, you know, $50 to a team. 
is 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 amazing and and you know first teams are very good we're good stewards of of our money and our sponsorship you know because we have to work so hard to get it and you know the other thing is you can volunteer you know if you don't have time to mentor a team or you're not in a position where you make financial decisions or decisions to donate machine time or whatever to a team um, you can volunteer at the competitions Knoxville, we're really fortunate. We have an FRC competition in Knoxville. It's the Smoky Mountain region. And in that, for the last several years, has taken place at uh, Thompson Bowling Arena. And it takes hundreds of volunteers to put that, to put that competition together. And so... Um, how, how can people volunteer this year? What would, I mean, mentor or volunteer this year? How would that look like? Because they're not, well, they're not doing the Smoky right. Mountain thing yeah. this year, right? Yeah. yeah. So probably, and I'm not going to say this for sure, you can probably still jump in and get involved. But when we turn in things to be judged this year, we're still turning, even though it's electronic submission, there are volunteers oh, judging it. And have we have through. to do, yeah. yeah, our students are going to have to do uh, Zoom interviews. And so there's still there's still ways to volunteer with the events this year, and I'm sure they're still trying to to fill some of those slots. And then lastly, probably the most intimate way, and also the toughest way to get involved would be to mentor. And what I would say to someone who who is thinking about mentoring, come as you are. Like you said, Brandon, even if you're just someone there to talk to the students, ask them questions you know, provoke thinking, be someone for them, you would be surprised. Being a mentor, and I don't want to scare anybody away from it, being a mentor in a lot of cases is like being a teacher and you become a, a second parent to some of these students. And, you know, we are so much more than robots. I mean, yes, our, our motto as a team is, is making robots, building leaders. I like that motto. Yeah, awesome. thank you. <laughs> Did you come uh, up with that or the kids? No, I, I didn't. That's the kids. Ah, nice. Um, but, uh, you know, being there, being somebody the kids can talk to, because, you know, here, some of my, some of my kids are leaving sports practice to come, leaving, uh, you know, practicing a musical instrument, studying for AP classes, you know, just having a, an adult that they can confide in, you know, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can bring to the table technical skills, and when I say technical skills, I mean, you know, skills that are related to what you do every day in your job, mm-hmm. whether it's managing people or business or marketing or mechanical engineering or programming, you know, teams need, need that help and that input. And, you know, our team right now, if, if we want to get really specific to Halls High School and Red Nation Robotics, we are experiencing mentor drought. I am the last teacher at Halls High School still involved. Um, I have another teacher uh, that that was one of the founding mentors with us here at Halls years ago uh, who teaches uh, at at Powell now, and uh, he's still giving his time with us and has has, while he was teaching at Halls and and while he transitioned and, and is at Powell now. But, you know, some of my best help over the years have been parents. Yeah. And, you know, they'll come in and bring the skills they have and, and things like that. And, you know, there is a learning curve, Brandon. Like you said, you've been in our, our, our lab and the students really know what's going on. And that's because we have this tribal system of passing along knowledge. But if you had to sit down, I mean, as a matter of fact, one of the probably the most overwhelming things I do is hand a kid a handbook and say, hey, to apply to our team, I need you to read this handbook. And it's, 
you know, it's 50 pages long. Mm -hmm. That's overwhelming. But, you know, so is building a robot in six weeks with high schoolers. And so we really encourage, you know, embracing the idea that you can't boil an ocean. You know, uh, you can get a pot of water out at a time and put it over a fire, Mm -hmm. right? And so if you're thinking about mentoring, yeah, there's going to be a learning curve. Yeah, it's going to be steep. But one one pot at a time, you can't boil that ocean. And the difference that it makes in the life, you know, these aren't just young people. This is the future of the world. Mm -hmm. These are the kids that are going to break down the walls of, I can't help you because you don't look like me, because you don't speak my language, because you don't support the same political party I do. These kids are going to overcome the crap we hold on to, I believe, right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's because of the mission and values of FIRST. They understand that cooperation not only helps you, but it helps your competition. It helps society. It helps, you, you know, mankind. And, and these guys really are going to mold and shape a world that's different. And, you know, they need cooperation. <laughs> cooperation baby I like that, yeah. uh, gracious professionalism they they really are they're gonna they're gonna shape a different world you know and, and as an educator one of the things i tell my kids are you know by the time your kids are college age diplomas may be worthless yeah you can already get a phd on youtube yeah. let's be honest yeah. if you want to learn it the world's out there mm-hmm. um and so you know these kids they really are the, the world will be different for them it's going to be much different than what it looks like for you and i and Beth, and it's going to be different, you know, leaps and bounds, I think, yeah. um, because of what what they embrace. Well, so. and, I'm, and I'm going to go on to say that if you're thinking of mentoring and you think that your attitude's going to be, I'm going to show up and show them how smart I am, don't. Uh, the, the idea is you don't, the more, the, the less you come there to show them your stuff and the more you come mm-hmm. there just to show up is mm-hmm. really what you need to do. Because what I noticed when I walked in there the first time, I was pretty overwhelmed. And so I went into 100% question mode because I was just just overcome with, wow, look at all the stuff that's going on. I mean, you all had teams in a lot of different rooms. And of course, this was 2019 before before the pandemic. So mm-hmm. uh, they, mm-hmm. were, they were thick as thieves. Now I've been over there. I don't want to say that I haven't been over there in 2020, but or 2021, but this was actually it was 2020 before the pandemic, I guess, not 2019. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But they were. I was just really taken back by the fact that that there were just there was activity going on in a lot of different spaces and a lot of different places, mm-hmm. and it was like, it, but it wasn't the same activity. Some of it was the business side. Some of it was programming. Some of it was mechanical. Some of it was on the computers, and we were at the the uh, 3D printers. Uh, you know, we did our um, industrial automation. It doesn't have to be machined uh, episode uh, a couple of weeks ago where we talked mm-hmm. about additive manufacturing. And I did a shout out to you and the the, the, the first uh, robotics folks over there because I, I remember when I came over there, I told you and, and your crew that I was uh, I was curious about how you all were using 3D and, you know, uh, the additive manufacturing, 3D printing, uh, and begin to quiz you specifically, Morgan, with a lot of your experiences and because a lot of it's trial by fire that you all have done. And, Absolutely. Um, uh, and, and we were, we were, had come into uh, additive, but from a professional engineering, you know, build for use and production kind of standpoint, you all actually were, were a, a good research project for me. 
uh, because of a lot of the things that you all did. Now, and then that led to uh, we picked up an internship last summer, an uh, intern from uh, University of Tennessee in the mechanical engineering department, Matthew Stuckey. And Matthew mm-hmm. was my guest in that that podcast, and and so it's just it's it just and you know shines a light on what you all, what your kids, what you have shown them, what that you all have learned together, and then and then kids like Matthew that are at the at the college level really getting into that stuff. And and me sitting here, you know, twenty many years uh, into this, <laughs> and and having the opportunity to learn from them, and and so that really, I think, as a mentor, is the best attitude you can have is to come in ready to learn, ready to see, ready to be enamored with with what they're doing. Um, it's different. A lot of it's different. Now, the other thing, I'm going to put a challenge out to. Uh, to the manufacturers that provide a lot of the stuff for the first teams from an engineering standpoint, us electrical engineers are getting the shaft. You're not making them do enough electrical stuff. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> getting some good programming, some good mechanical and the business and the project management, but us electrical guys, we're more than just a fuse. Aww, so uh, left out in the corner. Wah, wah. I don't have that sound effect today. Wah, wah, wah. Okay. So yeah. there you go. I love your passion that you have, Morgan. It's awesome. Yeah. It's fantastic. And, yeah, thank you. <laughs> and 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 just really quickly, I do. I want to echo what Brandon's saying about the mentorship. You know, I in in my time, I have seen teams where it was a playground for adult engineers, and man, the kids suffered. Yeah, man, the kids suffered. There's so, nothing. You know, there's nothing good about. That. I mean, as fun as it sounds, that you know, yeah. get together with all your buddies, you know, at the at the end of the cul-de-sac or something, and do your stuff there. <laughs> right. Um, but but just show up for the kids, just to be there. I mean, like you said, just just being out there to ask them what's going on, and then if they say, well, what do you think this means? I don't know. What do you think it means? They, you yeah. know, have that conversation. If anything, it's just a social interaction. And yeah. and when they get out into the professional world. That kind of stuff is golden. It, it really Absolutely. is. It really is. It, it makes all the difference. Uh, we can teach uh, uh, as we hire new employees, especially if they're coming out of school. Uh, it's expected. We're going to spend some time teaching teaching them, and I enjoy teaching. I actually started in physics. Believe it or not, I was going to be a physics teacher, and then you'll respect this, Morgan. I found out I had to take organic chemistry, and I was just—I love like, organic chemistry. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> nope, that's not going to happen. So, uh, engineering, here we come, and so that—that uh, uh, that really was what what caused me to not be a physics teacher was that watching those oh, those wow. cats come out of the organic uh, classes in the chemistry building carrying those big uh, models of i don't know what they were molecules yeah, or molecular, DNA or something. molecular models yeah, yeah it, it, that intimidated me to death absolutely and so so at the university of tennessee knoxville i changed my major and uh, went, went engineer the whole way so it's been good but uh, okay, so going forward, let's talk about a couple of the things as we uh, we're coming to the top of the program. We'll kind of wrap up here. So, what kind of things uh, can we tell people about so they can get in touch with you? You mentioned the first inspires, uh, yes. Uh, but Red Nations four five six seven dot com. That's one that I'm four five seven six. Oops, sorry. Uh, I had a. That's okay. I had a. We'll have these in the show notes. Yeah, make sure yeah. you do. Let me say that again. And if anybody's anybody's curious about that number, uh, when new teams sign up with First, they're assigned a serialized identification number. 
Um, and so four, five, seven, six was us. Okay. So. And you so, were talking about that your competition out there. 16. Was 16, so yeah. Who's, com- yeah, who's yeah, the number absolutely. one? Uh, I don't know. I would have to look. I want to say I don't think number one still exists. Okay. But there's a number two out there, I think. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, some of these teams that have been around for that long, they're there because somebody realizes what a workforce development that team is. Yeah. And they put a lot into them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It really is. Um, it, you know, one of the things that I find disheartening sometimes is there's so much effort to start new teams and there's, it's really, uh, we, you know, we call it kind of rookie rich as a first year team. There's just tons of resources for you, tons of grants and things that are available. And then after you burn that rookie year, it's just gone. And you see a lot of teams that, you know, two, they're two years and done. And I, and I hate that because, like I said, it's so awesome. So is there, I'm, I'm I'm looping here uh, back on on mentoring. Yeah, um, yeah. But well, also the financial side of it. So that's interesting. So so there's grants for first year for first mm-hmm. first year teams, but mm-hmm. then they kind of expire after that. Is there is there discussions about, uh, especially among sponsors, for having a second year grant or a third year grant or something like that? You know, honestly, I think, I think, uh, and, and I don't want to speak out. I don't want somebody from first emailing me and telling me that I've defamed the, the, <laughs> the organization. Um, I think, I, I think that that was probably an intentional focus of first for a while. Um, because it is one of the things that, that stands to be a huge barrier for something like a public school or private group to get into FRC. FRC is not cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a it is a very expensive endeavor, mm-hmm. which is the most unfortunate part of it because it's worth. There is no value for you know what it produces. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't put a dollar figure on it. Right. But you know, I think maybe that was intentional and designed that way. And I think we've seen some things change. You know, but again, it's just all about we really need buy in. Um, from industry and you know you know i've seen brandon you blew my mind the first time you told me about you know what all you do at elatech uh just you know to improve your industry and then the first thing i thought was man this guy this guy this is gracious professionalism and cooperation and and he doesn't know it um <laughs> i didn't and, know um, it. <laughs> you know like like this podcast you know in and of itself and so you know, just another way for people that are looking to get involved. A first team, it would be an amazing way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to do all we can do and I'm going to encourage everybody. So this is a kind of a shout out uh, challenge to, to all the, all of the engineering type companies, the companies, systems integration, machine building, uh, distributors, internet, anybody in industrial automation, industrial manufacturing. If you have an opportunity to, uh, individually or as a, a group or as a corporation to get out and support uh, your first uh, robotics, local first ro- robotics schools and teams, uh, that you should do that. It is actually absolutely invaluable uh, what, what they're doing. And Morgan, I am continue to be w- really, really impressed with you. I appreciate your passion. You know, honestly, uh, it wasn't you that introduced us. It was a parent that introduced uh-huh. us, Miss Billy Joe, and uh, and I'm glad she did. And and then on top of that, your passion has just really. Uh, I mean, we're all in. We're 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 really tied in because of that. So I encourage you to to keep keep up the 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 cheerleading. You're a good cheerleader. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not hard to be passionate about it. You know, it's 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 not like I don't know. It's just 
I smile. I wish we were on camera. Um, <laughs> uh the the only thing i've been happier about is being a husband and a father you Mm -hmm. know it's just uh it's such a great thing cool cool. well beth so to uh get in touch if you want to get in touch with uh the local red nation robotics four five seven six team their email is red nation r-e-d-n-a-t-i-o-n four five seven six at gmail.com their website is rednation4576.com and they've got a Twitter handle RNR4576 and their Facebook is RNR4576 I think I met uh, you got it written down I did I, I, I <laughs> messed that I'm up I'm not the only one <laughs> you did it in writing I did it's here on the but, outline but again we'll put these in the show notes so I encourage people if you want to uh, reach out to them to uh, so, check those Red Nation Robot Four five seven six. I'll get it right from here on out. <laughs> well, Morgan, thank you very, very much for your time today. Yeah. It's it's been uh, fantastic. It's I appreciate been a pleasure. Your yeah, absolutely. And thank you again for all that you do, Beth. It's always a pleasure to have you oh, sitting I'm across just, the table. I feel privileged to be here. Yeah, at the Elatech Podcasting Studios <laughs> in Knoxville, Tennessee. And I want to thank everybody who has continued to download uh, our our. Uh, all of our podcasts, uh, and and I, I always give shout-outs to Beth, but I give shout-outs to you all for doing it because she does all the promotion and you all uh, do your part. So thank you for, for subscribing, for liking, for sharing, uh, for tweeting, for for LinkedIn ding, uh, all the things that that you all do, and Beth, thank you for all that you do. Absolutely, we, we are uh, we are fast approaching our uh, thousand uh, uh, our thousand. Um, whoops, I've got a call coming in. Hold on just a second. Let me take care of that. Our thousand downloads. Now we're not quite there. We're getting close. So keep after it, and we're going to keep doing these podcasts. So yeah, don't forget to you know if you got any questions or comments mm-hmm. to. Uh, let us know. Shout it out. Yeah, 865-409-1555. And I'm going to make a song out of that soon. So. <laughs> and, and then 865-409-1555. There you go. All right. Oh, no, no, that, no, that was a proper one. Yeah, that used to be applause. I've changed my sound button. So everybody, uh, uh, thanks for checking us out today. Industrial automation doesn't have to be last with First Robotics. So have a great week. Oh, Elitech. E-L-L-I-T-E-K dot com if you need us on the website. Guys, we're looking forward to our next podcast. We've got a lot of cool things coming, so keep your eyes posted. Make sure that you uh, subscribe to uh, to our channels, our RSS feeds, those kind of things, and you'll see what's coming. Beth's got some great things on the, on the, the, the cooking surface. So thanks again, guys. Thanks again, Morgan. Give us one more shout-out. Hey, thank you, guys. I appreciate you as sponsors, as supporters of everything that we do. See you, Beth. Later. Later.